1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: We meet again at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're taking it right up until Knicks basketball, which will come your way at around 930 this evening. Knicks and the Blazers finale of the four-game West Coast trip that'll happen in the Great Northwest. I'll have the pregame for you. Ed and John Wallace will have the call thereafter. But we got Harvey Cruz. We got Julian Kushnick producing the program tonight. Our buddy Jordan Renan will join us coming up at about 8.30 to talk a little Giants because, oh, by the way, yeah, there are actually things happening around the NFL outside of the Jets and outside of Rodgers watch like Joe Shane and company swinging a big deal today and bringing in, well, when he's right, pretty dangerous playmaker on the offensive side of the ball, of course, we're talking about Darren Waller. Tight end from the Raiders, who's now a tight end for the Giants and could be Daniel Jones's favorite target for the upcoming season here. So we'll get into all that. I like that move. I like it a lot. Okereke, Bobby Okereke, who they signed last night at the linebacker position. I think he'll help there, too. So, you know, we talked about it for a while. This is going to be a pretty important offseason for Joe Shane, right? Now we're going to finally start to see what type of a general manager he is. He's going to have a chance to really put his imprint on this football team and at least so far, it looks like these two moves that he's made in the early portion of free agency, looks like they could be good ones. So we'll get into it a little bit later on with Jordan and plenty of your calls at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. You can get me on Twitter as well, at Dan Gross at GRACA. We're going to sit here and actually pretend to care tonight about the first round of the NIT where Rutgers, who got hosed by the committee, they're playing Hofstra. Uh, out at a uh, half full or half empty depending on what side of the ledger you want to call it you know glass half full glass empty uh, at the Rutgers Athletic Center because the ticket just went on sale yesterday it's, it's unbelievable that you know they start up this NIT just a couple of days right after you know if you were one of those bubble teams you had your heart ripped out and then you got to go play a game when pretend that it actually means something when all of your ultimate goals and you know, ambitions were shattered thanks to the committee there. But neither here nor there. We'll have some fun with it. And, look, it's a good opportunity for Hofstra. A couple of local teams here. I mean, they did Seton Hall no favors. You see they made Seton Hall get to flight all the way out to Boulder to go take on Colorado tonight at 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's easy, right? You find out yeah, one day's notice, let's get on a plane, let's go out to Colorado and be expected to win a, uh, a basketball game, a postseason game on national TV. But that's the NCAA, that's the NIT, and that's the postseason. So here we go. We'll uh, have some fun with that as we move forward here. But, of course, we begin well, where we spent a lot of our time for the last couple of days, and that has been Roger's Watch, the Tuesday edition of Roger's Watch with the New York Jets. And you know what? When we said goodbye last night, we kind of wondered, you know, is Tuesday going to be the day? Is that the day we're going to have finality and we're going to have a decision? Or are we just going to have more of these rumors? And is it just going to be, yeah, we're getting closer, we're getting closer? Well, it appears as if it's the latter. Because, no, we don't have any finality. We don't have a decision. The closest thing we have to a decision is we got word that Rodgers is going to be heard from tomorrow. He's going to be on the Pat McAfee show, which has kind of been his, like, outlet during the football season. You know, each week he goes on with Pat McAfee, and he speaks about whatever's on his mind, his team, himself, anybody, you name it. So, tomorrow, you're going to hear from Aaron at 1 o'clock. And fortunately enough, we'll be on the air. I'm going to be with Bart tomorrow uh, in for Allen on Bart and Hans. So, keep it locked here, because if there's any news, of course, we'll be the ones to tell you, to react to. And I got a feeling that this has got to be the end game, right? I mean, all the indications, all the little hints and players and wish lists and everything tied back to Aaron Rodgers, it all has to end at some point, right? I mean, tomorrow, after all, is the start of the new league calendar year, right? 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's when all these moves can be made official. That's when it's 2023 officially in NFL circles. And so maybe Rodgers had this day all along in the back of his mind. Like, this was the one. By the start of the new league year, that is when I'm going to tell the Jets, tell the world my intentions, tell the Packers about what I'm going to do for the upcoming season here. And look, I think it's safe to say you'd probably be shocked at this point, right, if indeed he's not going to be a member of the New York Jets, given everything that has happened here over the last few days. And then today you get even more of an indication with Alan Lazard. Now, look, I understand Alan Lazard's a nice player, right? The Jets were set to be in on him regardless of Aaron Rodgers' involvement or not. You know, he's a big target. He's a guy that in the running game with the zone blocking that they like to employ, with the run game, he's a guy who can get out on the edge, and he's very good on the perimeter blocking. He's a physical wide receiver. And, you know, when he was healthy, Corey Davis was a guy who filled that role, but You know, you've heard all the whispers. You've heard heard all the rumblings. It sounds like Corey Davis is probably going to be playing someplace else next year. In what capacity? Don't know. Is he going to be trade bait? Is he somebody the Jets are just going to cut to try to save the money? If they do cut Corey Davis, it saves them about $10.5 million on the cap. And then the money that they're turning around and they're giving to Alan Lazard, it's kind of a wash anyhow. Now, it's a four-year, $44 million deal reportedly, 22 of it guaranteed. So, at least for 2023 – it's essentially a wash. You're replacing a physical wide receiver with another physical wide receiver. You just got to hope that Lazard, if indeed it comes at Corey Davis's expense, is going to be somebody who's going to at least be a little bit more durable because Corey Davis has missed time the last couple of years since he's been a member of the Jets. You know, Lazard has played all but four games the last two seasons. So the Jets will take more of that. And all indications are that he's going to have his guy, his quarterback, in Aaron Rodgers. You know, the players that I reached out to today was just, you know, going back and forth with by text. They just want it over with. That's pretty much been the common theme. Like they want it over with just as bad as probably you, me, the fans, everyone, because they're just tired of hearing about it. Let's get on with our lives. Let's get on with the rest of the offseason. Because, you know, just bringing Aaron Rodgers onto this team is not going to make them a Super Bowl contender. There's still work to do. You know, they don't automatically become the best team in the AFC East, the division favorites, because they got number 12 a quarterback. No, you still got to finish out building this roster. There's holes. Joe Douglas knows that. I think anybody knows that. But as soon as you get this whole thing tied up, and look, it's obviously something that is probably a pretty complicated negotiation. Because you hear you have Rodgers who realizes that this is probably going to be the last time in his career that he's going to have so-called leverage, at least leverage to this capacity. You have the Jets, who are dealing with a situation with a guy who's going to be making a lot of money, even though cap-wise it's not too bad because it's only a $15.8 million hit, but they want to structure it to where it's fair enough to where it's not going to hamstring them and it's going to leave them some flexibility to go do other things. But then you have two sides to this dance, two to tango, and the other, of course, is the Green Bay Packers. And remember, Green Bay, this has been hovering over this entire thing that if Aaron Rodgers is traded before June the 1st, Packers get hit with a $40 million dead cap charge. So I'm sure that they want to rework this deal to where that's minimized, if not eliminated altogether for the Green Bay Packers, which I don't know if he could do that, but I'm sure he can at least maybe ease the pain a little bit financially. So I think that's contributed to the back and forth here. And look, I give all these sides credit. I really and truly do. Because in this day and age, for all of us that follow sports and cover sports and that sort of thing, everything, everything gets leaked, right? There's a rumor. There's a whisper. There's a this. There's a that. This, nothing. Nobody's spoken. And I have it on good authority. You know, people that I trust, people that I know, people in the organization, nobody knows anything. Nothing. Tight-lipped. But is that all going to end at 1 o'clock tomorrow when he goes on Pat McAfee's show? Maybe, but knowing Aaron Rodgers, what we do know about him up until this point. You know what? Maybe it's going to be one big false alarm. Maybe he's going to go up there and talk about, oh, I don't know, the NCAA tournament. Maybe wouldn't it be great if Aaron Rodgers goes on there tomorrow and like breaks down the brackets, tells you who his final four is going to be, you know, gets into some other things. He gets into World Cup expansion, right, which is now going to be 32 to 48 teams the next time we have the World Cup. Yeah, we'll get into that later, too. Got to talk World Cup. Harvey's on the show tonight, so he'll get into that. But wouldn't that be funny? That'd be typical Aaron Rodgers. They're like, oh, by the way, so do you know what you're doing with football? He's like, ah, you know, (laughs) I still haven't decided yet. I got to take some time. But I know that there's a decision to make. I don't want to hold anybody hostage because that's been the theme, right? He's holding two organizations hostage right now because he hasn't told them yet. You really, I mean, come on. Do you really think that he hasn't said anything really and truly? You mean to tell me all these moves that the Jets are making, and the so-called people that they're, you know, have interest in. You mean to tell me that they have zero indication? Of course not. They had to have spoken to this guy. Like I said, I think that there's such a complicated negotiation right now that that is the thing that's probably holding this whole thing up. It's got to be. And you know what? By this time tomorrow, you might be talking about a brand-new quarterback of the New York Jets. I think about that for a second. Think about, You know, those real lean years, and there have been a lot of lean years, but I mean like the really lean years. Think a couple of years ago, most recently, with Adam Gase in 2020 when they won two games, two more games than they probably should have won or else we probably not even have. Think about it. If the Jets didn't win any games in 2020 or even one game, right, there's a chance that they could be not even talking Aaron Rodgers now because Trevor Lawrence would be their quarterback because they'd have the first pick in the draft. Instead, they picked second. They took Zach Wilson, and, well, we know that that didn't work out, which is why we're having these talks and why Rodgers is a possibility. But nevertheless, you know, you're talking about a guy who's been, yeah, I know he's a little odd. He's a little quirky. I'm talking about a guy who's been one of the faces of the NFL for the last decade. State farm commercials, discount double check, all those things. Darkness retreats. Hiawasca, and more often than not, a pretty damn good football player, too. Four MVPs, two of them in the last three years. You know, so it's not like you're getting some guy who doesn't know how to play football and who maybe hasn't done enough to back up all the attention and all the adulation. See, remember when when Brett Favre came over to the Jets, he was like a decade removed from winning his last MVP. Remember, Favre won three MVPs in a row. He won it 95, 96, 97. And he came to the Jets in 2008. So he was 11 years removed from his last MVP, even though he played pretty well in 07. Remember, the Packers went to the NFC Championship game, lost to the Giants. Favre had a good year. But this guy's won two out of the last three MVPs. You know, even his so-called down season last year, if you would have taken that productivity And added all that up between whoever played quarterback for the Jets. Jets are in the playoffs last year. Now, that went in a Super Bowl, but they're finishing a lot better than they ended up finishing, which was with a six-game losing streak. So just allow that to register for a second. You know, take your mind back to 2020. Take your mind back even earlier. You know, when it was the Bryce Pettys of the world who are suiting up at quarterback for the Jets, and you're watching Green Bay, and you're watching Aaron Rodgers play the game at such a high level, and you're watching the playoffs, and you're watching all these big games, and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, why, oh, why, oh, why could we never get somebody that good? Why can't we ever have a solution at the quarterback position? A guy who every single time we step on the field, we know we're going to have a chance to win because we got one of those dudes. You might be less than 24 hours away from having that guy. And I understand he's 39, and I understand that, you know, he has more good football behind him than he probably has in front of him. But you could do a hell of a lot worse, which is what we've been talking about. And I still think that you're going to get a guy who has good football in him. I think you're going to get a guy who's motivated, got a chip on his shoulder, whole nine yards. And we'll see if it makes a difference once the season starts up in August slash September. You gotta be excited about it if you're a Jet fan. Gotta be. 800 919 That is the telephone number. Get your calls in here. We'll do some giants as well. Like I said, I love the Darren Waller move. Love it. Jordan Renan's gonna join us a little bit later on at 8:30. Talk about all things big blue. We'll give you some picks, even though technically the NCAA tournament starts tonight. You got the first two of the playing games in Dayton. Most. Of the so-called pools and brackets that you're doing, they don't count the playing games. So you really have until Thursday to get everything in. But I'll give you my picks. Went over the bracket. I think I feel pretty good about it. Did my homework the whole nine yards. So we'll share those with you a little bit later on in the program. We'll squeeze in some baseball. Do some Knicks. We go till 9:30 and Knicks pregame as they wrap up their four-game West Coast swing against Dame Dollar and the Portland Trailblazers. Dan Gross's Show.
3: Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasse Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: And remember, we'll be in for Alan tomorrow, hanging out with Bart from noon to three. So... McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers, 1 o'clock appointment. We're the ones you want to be listening to because if anything comes out of that conversation, we're going to have it for you, and we're going to break it all down right here on 9870SPN. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's start it off with Kenny in Queens. He is going to be first up here on 9870 ESPN. Kenny,
4: how are you? Uh, how you doing, Dan? I follow you all over, wherever you are. You're on Channel 4 with Beck. I, I watch you. If you're on uh, SNY, I'm, I'm watching you. Wherever you are, I'm watching you. I love your work. I love your Kenny, work.
2: As long as you're not from the government, I appreciate it wholeheartedly. <laughs>
4: all right. I have quite a few questions, if you can get – I'm a first-time caller. Okay. All right. And I'm a little nervous, but I have a lot of questions, so I'm going to try to, you know, see if – you know, you probably can answer them, and I'll start off with uh, number one. I knew last week, as soon as Aaron Rodgers would be coming to the Jets, that he was going to bring his security blanket – Randall Cobb with him and Lazard as far as Lazard Dan this guy is a beast he's great in the red zone which we need all the help we can always get in that red zone right we're terrible always in the red zone the Jets so Mm -hmm. he's great in the red zone like you said he's big 6'5 physical I love the guy he's the beast I'm so excited we got him as far as uh Corey Davis, don't let the door hit you on the way out. He's been to me a colossal disappointment. When the Giants got Galloway and they got uh the Jets got uh Davis, I said which one is gonna be a bigger bus? And sure enough, both of them to me were pretty big busts. Well, no, I mean, the, pro- the problem with Corey was hurt the problem every with Monday Co- and Tuesday.
2: Well, Kenny, the problem with Corey was he just couldn't stay healthy. You know what I mean. But I think when yeah, he and you yeah. know he had a case of the dropsies, but it's not like he lollygagged or he didn't put in the work. I mean, he works his ass off. And you know, right. if, if this is indeed the end for him here, he'll catch on someplace else and he'll help them win football games.
4: Oh, without a doubt. Now, Dan, who's going to be our center? You know, the Bills got up McGovern uh, yesterday from us. Who's going to be our center?
2: Well, no, that's not that. There's two Connor McGovern's in the NFL. The Connor McGovern who signed with the Bills. Was a guard who was with the Dallas Cowboys. The Jets' Connor McGovern is still available. He's still oh, out there. he didn't sign with the Bills. No, that there, there's another Connor McGovern. But wasn't <laughs> Connor McGovern with the Jets also at one time? Uh, there was a Connor well, maybe McDermott. I'm just mixing them up. There was a Connor McDermott on the Jets as well.
4: Yeah, they, they, uh, it's, right. it's, yeah like, it's like it's like a game of Scrabble. Oh, oh, so he's he's still available because you know we need a center for Mr. Rogers, right?
2: No doubt about it, and and, the thing and all the it, centers though, Kenny, are
4: pretty much gone. That I I was hoping we would catch on with. Now another thing, Dan. Who's our linebacker? Do, are we going to resign Alexander? Because I'm glad that we got uh, Williams' uh, his brother back. But what about uh, Alexander? You think he'll come back?
2: Well, Kenny, I don't know. It's going to be it'll be costly. And and Ken, I got to run. But thanks a lot for the phone call. I appreciate the kind words. Here, here's the thing. You know, you got Quincy Williams back. C.J. Mosley is probably somebody that, you know, they've been talking to to try to renegotiate that contract a little bit because he's due for like a $21 million cap hit for the upcoming season. They'll find a way to get a linebacker. I mean, remember, you still got the draft, right? Still got the draft. I- I'm sure that that's a position that they're going to look to satisfy with one of the draft choices. Here are a couple of names real quick. I'll throw at you as far as center is concerned. The kid, Brendel, who was with the 49ers, who started last year, Right? He re-upped today with San Francisco. I believe he re-upped with San Francisco, but that was a guy that the Jets had targeted because he was a good scheme fit for them. but Sanf- and, and this was a guy who, by the way, didn't even really start games his first three, four years in the NFL. but he became a starter last year, and he turned into a really good player, and he made himself a lot of money. So San Francisco kept him, but the Jets had their eyes on him. Couple of names potentially for center. One is Ben Jones. Ben Jones is a guy who Tennessee uh, just recently cut. Remember, the connection between Todd Downing, who was the former offensive coordinator, the former offensive line coach with the Titans, is also now uh, a member of the Jets as their new offensive line coach. The problem with Ben Jones is he's 10 years into the league, he's 32 years old, and the dude, I don't want to say, you know, where he is physically right now, but one of the reasons why Tennessee let him go is, you know, they're undergoing a little bit of a youth movement, and Ben Jones got beat up like nobody's business last year. Like, I mean, that, you could go back and watch the video. You know, NFL Films had the clip. You could go check it out online someplace. There was a game that the, Colts, or the Titans played last year. I think it was against the Colts. Tennessee won the game at home. Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach, like in the tunnel when the players come off the field, he's like waiting for one guy. He's waiting for Ben Jones, the center. And, he, and, and as Ben Jones comes into the tunnel, Vrabel and he embrace, and Vrabel starts like crying. Like, and tells him, I've never seen anything like that. Basically, like how he went out there and who knows, you know, they never disclosed how hurt he was and what he was playing through. But the dude's an ultimate team player. But I don't know if he's got enough left to necessarily, that's somebody you want to roll the dice on. Another guy potentially, potentially who could be made available, because again, they're turning some things over in Indianapolis, is Ryan Kelly, the center. Okay, this is a guy who's been to a couple of Pro Bowls. He's a good player. Played every game last year. Ryan Kelly, though, makes a lot of money. And you're going to have to trade for him because I don't think Indianapolis is just going to cut him. But he's a good player. Does he fit the scheme that the Jets want to employ here offensively with the run game? We'll see. But those are a couple of guys, AFC South, you know, being the common theme there. But, you know, you got to get this Rodgers thing done first. Right. You got to get that whole contract and everything situated before you could just say, OK, we're going to go get this guy, this guy and this guy, because in a couple of cases, they're going to be pricey. I was in Staten Island. He's up next year on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, I? How are you?
5: Hey, all good, all good. I told you a week ago, just everybody had to relax with this thing. This is a very complicated <laughs> situation. And you know what? Probably about 20 years from now, God willing, we'll all read a book about how this whole thing really went down. But you know, but but, but hey, that you know said, what, Ira? I don't think um, it's gonna
2: take 20 years. It'll probably be on bookshelves by the holidays. You know, for uh, for all your holiday shopping.
5: Yeah, if we win the Super Bowl, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that's for sure. But, you know, I, I have to say, um, I think the Lazard thing was a no-brainer. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to announce, of course, that he'll be a Jet tomorrow. But you And and the wish list, listen, it is what it is. Listen, do you think Brady didn't tell the Bucs he won certain guys? Come on, let, let, let's be real. Wait, how do you think? So, what you do know? you
2: think? They, the, the Buccaneers woke up and said, oh, yeah, let's sign Rob Gronkowski? No, because Tom said, hey, I want my tight end. Hey, think about this with Tom Brady. Tom Brady told the Bucks to go sign a psychopath in in, in Antonio Brown. Think about that, and
5: That's they did. Right. So you know, so he's taking too much heat on that. But the one head scratcher, which I, I just can't figure out. I just don't see the connection with Odell Beckham. It's and not happening. Aaron Rodgers. It's not That's happening. Not happening.
2: Trust me. I mean, Odell Beckham wants – see, Odell still thinks, obviously, that he's, you know, not somebody at his age, not somebody coming off of a major knee injury, and he wants to get between $15 million, $20 million a year. Jets can't afford that, and the Jets aren't going to pay that.
5: No, there's no reason to. I mean, look at the receiving core right now. you got Lazard. If they keep Elijah Moore, you got Garrett Wilson. I mean, they're in good shape. And, you know, they're like Lewis. And, one of the tag ends maybe will go. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, the center is very important. But I, I think this roster is in really good shape. I do think they have to get insurance in case Bruce Hall has, you know, just a little late on his recovery. That That's the only – that's one thing I would keep an eye out. You know, it took what? It took Barkley, what, he, uh, about two years before he came off of that ACL. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully Hall's quicker, but I think you have to have insurance for it.
2: Well who I mean why and Ira, thanks for the phone call i I don't know what type of price tag he's gonna he's gonna want, but again, if you want to go the whole you know Green Bay route, what about a guy like Jamal Williams running back who had a big time productive season last year for the Lions, had seventeen rushing touchdowns real good season, you know he's a free agent. I don't know what type of price tag he wants because. You know, after all, he is still a running back, but he's young. He's only like, I think, 25, 26 years old. So that could be a possibility, but I don't know. He might be too rich for the Jets' blood at this point. But you're right, Ira, what you said, you know, with the so-called wish lists and this and that. All right, look, Alan Lazard, to me, him, Corey Davis, cancel each other out. That's fine. If they're going to bring in Randall Cobb, remember, Braxton Berrios is no longer here. Cobb is somebody who could slide in and be one of those veteran slot guys for you. As long as you're not taking reps away from Elijah Moore. That's my biggest thing. But, yeah, it's one thing that, you know, these guys want to play GM and you have your lists and all that. That's great. But, you know, if I'm the Jets and if those conversations did indeed take place, I would say to Aaron Rodgers, hey, Aaron, remember in week six last year when we came into your place and we kicked the tar out of you guys? Remember that? So that was with some of these players. These players are pretty good. You know, they were good enough to beat you and your team. And the Jets smacked them around that day. Smacked them around. 800 is the telephone number. More of your Jet calls. And we'll get it to the Giants when we come back, too. Because, like I said, I give Joe Shane and company passing marks for what they've done here over the last couple of days. Dan Gross's show till 930 tonight. Then it's next Basketball right here on 9870 SPN.
3: This is the Dan
1: Graesser show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Giants I was look I was surprised when the news came down late this afternoon that they traded for Darren, Darren Waller from the Raiders. Now, you think about the offseason so far for the Giants, right? What are the objectives here? One, you signed Daniel Jones. Check. Did it. Two, Make sure it's a friendly enough deal so you leave a couple of bucks there with the salary cap to where you can go around and continue to beef up the roster. Check. And then number three, if you're going to put all this faith in your quarterback and you're going to pay him like you consider him to be one of the top guys in the NFL, which they did, you have to go get him some playmakers and check with this move here today. And you think about all it cost you. Cost you a third-round pick. 100th overall in the draft. That was the third-round pick that the Giants got back from the Kansas City Chiefs when they traded Kadarius Toney. So think about that. Joe Shane traded Kadarius Toney for Darren Waller. Now, you know that Kadarius Toney wasn't going to help the Giants win football games this year, right? He wasn't even on the team. He helped the, Chief, or he helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. But he wasn't going to help the Giants. So you take that pick, you turn it into a guy who might be good for you. Look, I think there's a good shot. And all he's got to do is stay on the field. If he plays... Darren Waller's going to be Daniel Jones' favorite target. I have no doubt about that. But there are some durability concerns with him. He's only played 17 games in the last two years. But previous two seasons when he was healthy, when he was out there contributing, I mean, the dude averaged 98 catches a year. Over 1,100 yards both seasons. And I guess the real good part about it for the Giants is you're not talking about something that's this huge commitment. It's essentially a one-year, well, you only have him for one year, and then you could cut bait if it's not working out because he has no more guaranteed money after 2023, and it's going to charge you about $12.5 million bucks. Not too shabby. Now, look, in a perfect world, Darren Waller's great, has a big season. He likes it here. Giants like him. And then you hang around. Then you extend this partnership. Or even all that money he still has left on his contract, you could still kind of rip it up, give him an extension, soften some of those salary cap numbers in the short term, right? That's the new thing. And I guess the Raiders, if you look at what they're doing, I'm really just I'm a little confused about what the Raiders are doing because they got rid of Derek Carr, right? They bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. They trade away Darren Waller, but yet they use the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs, the running back. So are you rebuilding or not? Like, what's the point? And they gave all that money today to, Jaco- uh, to Jacoby Myers. They signed him to a three-year deal, the wide receiver who was with New England last year. The guy who, if you remember that crazy ending to that game in Vegas between the Patriots and the Raiders, uh, remember the last play of regulation with, for reasons unbeknownst to anybody but himself, Jacoby Myers picked up that ball and then, like, decided to throw a backwards lateral as if almost, like, he had to keep the game going like they were behind when it was only tied. And then it ended up getting intercepted by Chandler Jones, and he ran it all the way back for a touchdown, a to walk-off, one of the craziest endings you're ever going to see. Yeah, so the Raiders saw that and like, hey, that guy's got a good arm. I guess. I don't know. Or maybe they thought it was a goodwill gesture. You know, he, gave, he helped give us a game. Let's give him a contract. And then we'll actually pay him to help the Raiders win some football games. But I like the move. I mean, Waller's a guy, when he's right, He's a number one tight end, obviously. And when I just say number one tight end on anybody's team, I'm talking about a guy who potentially is a top ten tight end in all the National Football League. Now, he's overcome a lot in his career. He didn't play the entire 2017 season. He was suspended because he's had, you know, alcohol problems, drug problems, even going back to when he was a teenager. You know, like real sports, I remember, did like a profile on him and everything. And he's turned his life around, and now he's committed to helping other people that, you know, young people, that they don't fall into the same traps that he has crazy thing i saw though this afternoon was that he got married a week and a half ago not that that's crazy right but he got married a week and a half ago and allegedly some of the reports coming out of vegas is that you know he wanted to keep the wedding hush hush he didn't want to tell anybody you know low profile which you can respect josh McDaniels supposedly at the combine a couple of weeks ago in Indianapolis, like when he was meeting with the media and doing the interviews, he just very casually, matter of fact, you know, mentioned, I guess, to everybody that Darren Waller just got married, which, you know, I, I don't think he's spilling trade secrets, but whatever. And now, according to these reports, that that offended Darren Waller and that made him so unhappy that that kind of just accelerated the whole dissolution of the partnership, not with his new wife, but with the Raiders. And this was something that the Raiders were maybe kind of kicking the tires on even for the last year. That's the problem when you, you know, you bring in a new coach, you bring in a new general manager like they 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 want their own guys. I don't know what it is, but they just that's the way they roll. It doesn't matter if they're good, they're bad, they're all pro- they just want their own guys. So if this is what Josh McDaniels and, and and Dave Ziegler and company this is what they're doing, well, you know what? Good luck. Because you've said goodbye to some good football players and now you better go out there and Replace them with guys that are just as good, if not better. Or else they're going to replace you. <laughs> that's how this whole thing works in professional sports. It's really not that complicated. But look, I think it's a great move. And you look at the Giants right now, when you look at their skill positions, all right, Bellinger wasn't bad last year as a rookie, but Bellinger's not a number one tight end. I think he's best served as a nice number two. And that's what's going to happen now with Waller. You re signed Sterling Shepard already. You know, one-year kind of prove-it deal. You brought back Isaiah Hodgins. Wandale Robinson is going to be going into his second season. You hope, of course, that he stays healthy. And then you're still going to go out there and either get somebody in free agency. You could trade for a wide receiver still. And you know that they're going to use a draft choice or two on a wideout. And, oh, by the way, you franchise Saquon Barkley. So little by little, you know, you could start to see these pieces coming into form now for the Giants and the offense, and trying to ensure that, hey, you know this quarterback that they gave a lot of money to? Yeah, he's going to have a chance to actually be successful, which is what you could really ask for. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Jay in Newark up next here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Jay?
6: Hey, man. How you doing, man? How's everything? Jay, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm wondering if I should just go ahead and pre-order a Jordan Love uh, Jets jersey. You'll be here in about 10 years, right?
2: <laughs> 15. 15, Jay, 15.
6: Between years, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I
2: mean,
6: look, between, between the Knicks and how streaky they are in their cardiac end of games and the Aaron Rodgers fiasco as a Jets fan as well, I don't know if I'm going to make it past the next couple of months, um, but I'm extremely excited, man. It's been a long time since the Jets have been this relevant. I just hope it's just over, man. It's just it's it's the last seventy-two hours, and now with this free agent wish list and Mercedes Lewis and the other kid we just got, and I, I guess Randall Cobb. It's like you know we're getting the diva quarterback that we always won the we always wanted, but I don't know if he's too diva. And I'm a little bit scared, but ultimately, man, I just need it to be over. I don't think I can take it anymore. But um, I, and another reason why, man, this Waller thing, I'm I'm like one Jet fan in a in a sea of giant fan friends that I have. That's just my network. And mm. everyone is talking about Walla. Everyone's talking about Waller. Wall. That's all I'm getting buzzed with. So I need this to just happen. Just, Aaron, if you're listening, man, we'll give you your own tired reading. Get, you got to make that happen for him. If you want to do astrology readings, or tarot card readings then. Get him a, a spot in your show. Whatever we gotta do to get this guy, because I don't think I could take it anymore, man.
2: You can hire a couple of fortune tellers, a couple of witches, you know, whatever it is, what kind of sorcery type whatever stuff he's into. He needs,
6: man. If he needs to do seances, if you gotta get him some stage, man, just help me out, man. Just get him a fifteen minute slot. Whatever he wants to do, just let's get this
2: thing done. Whatever, Jay, whatever it's going to take to get this thing across the goal line, I think that the Jets are doing all that they can and then some, right? And thank you for the phone call. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know what? I know all the jokes, you know, everything about Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, Jay used the term diva, for example. He's not a diva on Sundays. He's not a diva on Sundays. He's a gunslinger on Sundays. And more often than not, he'd been the best quarterback on the field. When he steps out there. And when was the last time you could say that about the Jets? When was the last time you could go into each and every week and say to yourself, you know what, we got the best player in this game or we got a shot because we have that guy. What, the one year you had Brett Favre? It's got to be the last time. No disrespect to any of the other quarterbacks they've had since then, but Favre was the only guy who had that cachet. When he stepped out there, you thought, all right, we got a chance because you know that there's magic in that right arm. And now you're going to have somebody who's even more accomplished. And he's not that far removed from high-level football. Winning two out of the last three MVP awards. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Gross' show. We're rolling until 930 tonight. Then it's next pregame right here on 9870 SPN.
3: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
2: You know, real quick on the rest of the football, there were a couple of interesting moves made today around the NFL. You probably heard about the Stefan Gilmore trade as Gilmore was traded from the Colts to the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, we talked about Darren Waller and what he's going to mean to the Giants and that offense and Daniel Jones. Well, look, Gilmore's a guy who's a former defensive player of the year. He's had a real good career. You know, his previous stops, of course, you know, Buffalo and New England. He's on the wrong side of 30, but I still think that he's effective. You know, he kind of played in obscurity a little bit the last couple of years when he was, you know, because remember, New England didn't want to pay him. He wanted his money coming off of that huge season, and so he's kind of had to move around a little bit the last couple of years. Carolina and Indianapolis, and, you know, now he's going to go to a team in Dallas where you know that he's going to be on full display. And I still think the way that, He's a guy that could still get after it. I'll put it that way. You know, has he lost a step, of course. I mean, if he's 32 years old, I mean, that's going to happen to any DB. But in his case, he's a guy who's physical enough to where he could get up and still play some man for you. And look, Jerry likes these type of dudes. And, you know, it's something that I think it's not a bad move. Let's put it that way. You could do a lot worse for them. And, you know, when you look at the Dallas defense, they've been pretty sturdy last few seasons there. And, you know, Gilmore's a guy who's accomplished a lot in this league. So I don't think that there's any harm in that one. The other one that was interesting, it wasn't a move, but it was a report more than anything else. And that was Lamar Jackson, who tweeted out for some odd reason. You know, I guess he saw like everybody else kind of getting their money and getting paid and, You know, all the speculation about, well, what's going to happen to him? Because remember, he's that wild card that's still out there. When we sit here and talk about all the quarterbacks and get this guy, go get that guy, like, Lamar Jackson is certainly somebody who you'd like to have on your team, but he's expensive. Right? That's the biggest problem. But Lamar Jackson earlier today tweeted out, 133 slash three years fully guaranteed but I need an agent question mark because he was responding to a tweet from Adam Schefter, which said that Lamar Jackson turned down a 200 million dollar guaranteed deal back in September. Now, let's just take them both separately. If you talk about a three year, 133 million dollar deal fully guaranteed, that's 44 million dollars a pop. All right. Fine. If you just want to break it down to 33 or to three years, you know you could do a lot worse than bring home 44 million a year, especially if it's guaranteed. But Lamar Jackson, and look, he's entitled to this. Remember, he doesn't have an agent, so this is his own convictions, which he's perfectly entitled to. But you got to be right about this, because right now he's in a scenario where he doesn't have that long-term contract yet, and he's coming off of a season that forced them to miss six games, one of them, of course, being a playoff game. You just don't want things like that to continue to fester. So he's got his franchise tag. It's not exclusive. Is there going to be another team that's willing to give Baltimore the two first-round picks plus pay him an insane amount of money? And when I say an insane amount of money, he wants more than $200 million. And that is a byproduct more than anything else of the Deshaun Watson idiotic contract that the Cleveland Browns gave him and the fact that they guaranteed all that money. So a guy like Lamar Jackson looks at that, and there's probably a lot of other players that see it too, but specifically Lamar says, hey, well, if Sean Watson is getting all that guaranteed, I want more than him. Hell, I have an MVP award. He doesn't. So that's what it seems like he's holding out for here. And if you want to look at the money, as far as Schefter had reported a little bit earlier, that contract that the Ravens put forward before the season Five-year extension. It was $133 million guaranteed at signing. So sign your name on the damn paper. You get $133 million. That's not too bad. I wish somebody would put that in front of me. I would gladly take it. Gladly. $175 million guaranteed for injury. So if something were to go haywire, which, of course, is what nobody plans for. And then you get a $200 million Signing guarantee if you're on the roster on the fifth day of the 2026 league year. So the thing is, that type of a contract that he turned down, it had a lot of permutations to it, right? Like the whole fifth year thing, you had to play it out for a few more seasons. But if you were able to do your thing, if you could stay healthy, if you were durable, you would have got paid. You would have got all that money. But he wanted something a little bit more definite. Right, He wanted to make sure that he had something more up front, something that was more commensurate for a guy who's got an MVP award already and you know is considered one of the top talents in the game. I don't know where this thing is going to end. I really and truly don't because I think we were talking about it last night and that always seems to be like the fallback option to the whole Aaron Rodgers discussion. You got to give up two first-round picks, which a lot of teams don't want to part with. That's one. And number two, you're going to have to guarantee a whole lot of cash, which also is what teams don't want to do. It's either one or the other. It's like, I don't mind giving up the picks, but then you better spare me a little bit on the money or vice versa. So when you're looking at an outside interest, I, I, I don't know if a team is going to be willing and have the wherewithal to swing a deal like that, and that's why Baltimore is going to have to figure something out. It seems that that's the direction they want to go. It seems like they want to keep him, but can they? Will they? Well, that's a different story altogether. Now, we come back. Talk a little Knicks. Big one tonight in Portland. Close out the road trip. Our coverage begins at 930. Dan Gross's show, 9870 ESPN.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI,